0: Welcome to the Real Life Discipleship Podcast, where the conversation about discipleship is always real for real people in real life. Hello again, I'm Lance Wigton. I'm the Communications Director here at Real Life Ministries. And once again, I'm with my friend, Jim Putman, who is the senior pastor at Real Life Ministries in Post Falls. And uh, today we're going to talk about a very hot topic, which is government authority and uh, our role in it. And uh Jim, I think this comes up uh pretty easy in the discipleship conversation when you're talking with other disciples, uh, we're trying to um be more Christ-like ourselves and we're trying to get others around us to be more mature like Christ is and and certainly one of those um characteristics that uh Jesus has is uh, humility. But this topic of Government authority uh, seems to be kind of a, uh, the kryptonite to a lot of our humility, and uh, also I think a lot of Christians also kind of push that to the wayside of that's the, that's the topic that has an asterisk on it where basically I can behave uh, however I want to. Much like I am in the passing lane on the freeway, uh, so uh and, and so jim what what are your thoughts about bringing uh, a topic like government authority and how do you handle that with your group?
1: yeah, that's that's a great question. um and it's something that's pretty difficult for me as well. I come from a social science history background, government mm-hmm. background uh, in college, so I have a lot of ideas about that, thoughts about that. And opinions, uh, I'm sure that's surprising to you.
0: It's 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 shocking. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm holding uh, on to my hand. <laughs>
1: um, so it's it's a it really is a part of becoming a disciple, as you said, to become Christ-like. And Jesus, one of the main characteristics of Jesus, is humility. Uh, Philippians two says that though he was God, he did not hold on to those those rights, those divine rights, but made himself a servant. He put himself underneath the authority of mankind. The creator of the universe, though he could have called angels from heaven to destroy everything, could have spoken the world out of existence, he submitted to authority. Um, Remember when Jesus was uh, dealing with Pilate and Mm -hmm. Pilate said, are you a king? And he said, my kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my people would fight for me. And uh, you know, Pilate says, "Don't you know I have the right to, or I I have the power to, you know, let you go or crucify you?" And he said, "You don't have any power except that which is given to you by God." Mm-hmm. And and so this this being under authority issue is uh, tied all the way to Jesus. Uh, you know, the Bible talks about that uh, God opposes the proud in James. Uh, first Peter as well, but gives grace to the humble.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And and humility is definitely a characteristic of a follower of Jesus. We submit therefore one to another. We, we honor others above ourselves. We don't think of our own interests, uh, Philippians says, but to the interests of others, we consider others better than ourselves. And so as you start to think about humility in every area of your life, uh, you're right. In, it, it, part of growing up is not is coming to this place where I don't go. I'll set aside the will of God in the fast lane of the mm-hmm. freeway, or I'll set aside the will of God, uh, the characteristics of growing in Christ when it comes to government. Mm-hmm. What does the Bible actually say about these aspects? And Jesus had a lot to say. Uh, you remember he was asked one time about paying taxes to Caesar. And uh, Jesus said, hold up a coin whose face is on it. Mm-hmm. And he and they said, it's Caesar. He said, give unto Caesar what is Caesar's, give unto God what is God's. Uh, what he's really saying there is be under authority. And Romans 13 is a key passage that Paul speaks about, where he talks about that no one has been placed in authority except by uh, except that which God has placed in authority. And so we're to be under the authority of leaders, uh, government officials, uh, bosses, uh, husbands, uh, and people to the, the leaders within a church, wives to their husbands, uh, uh, being under authority and being in submission to authority, being organized as God designed it is a part of what it means to be a part of the body of Christ and be a follower of Jesus.
0: Well, I think we all know these guardrails, especially, you know, you were quoting Ephesians about what we should do. And, um, and i don't know if this is a jumping off point for a lot of people but uh you know as i listen to people it it kind of comes down to the topic so uh yes i can follow authority or i can be under government authority if and the if is they don't they don't go against my value system or even even down worse than that is uh they don't cross the way i think it should be done mm-hmm. and then so I think that um um uh, i I think I struggle, I think a lot of other Christians struggle with when they're not in alignment, we feel like we have some kind of responsibility to uh fight back and or opt out or opt out um yeah, and and but you would call that not being christ like
1: well, it depends. Uh, there's some nuances to this. For instance, uh, Paul says to obey the authorities, right? But then Nero told Paul to deny Christ. Mm -hmm. And Paul wouldn't. Paul wouldn't offer incense to to Caesar. Paul wouldn't say Caesar is Lord. He said Jesus is Lord. So there is a line to which we, uh, if they ask us to do something that God has clearly asked us not to do, then sometimes you know we have to make a decision um so uh it's important that we're clearly understanding what God's word says about something for instance, one of the things we hear in North Idaho and around the country and and I, is is on the second amendment gun rights mm-hmm. and uh, i have guns i have a lot of guns mm-hmm. i hunt i fish i i shoot i do all those things and some christians Act as though the Second Amendment has a scripture reference to it,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and they'll they'll say on one side. I mean, I, I've, I talk a little bit about you know I've seen people's cars go by with a bumper sticker that says, "My boss is a Jewish carpenter," mm-hmm. but right next to it, on the same bumper, will be, uh, "If you want my gun, you'll have to pry it out of my cold, dead fingers." Mm-hmm. Okay, so you couldn't be more contradictory than that. <laughs> Again, I believe that, that I should have the vote, and as an American, I get the right to vote on things like the Second Amendment, and I will vote that we keep our guns. Absolutely.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but if they make a law that says that I cannot keep my guns, I will give them my guns. Now, what people will do with that is say, well, then they'll take charge, and once they get your guns, then they'll have authority and all this. Listen, the Scripture says that in the end times, there will be a, uh antichrist, uh, that there'll be all these kinds of problems, that the world's going to become corrupt. All that's true, but we've got to remember that this world isn't our home. Mm-hmm. We live for the eternal kingdom, and again, there's a time. If they try to take my Bible, you know— uh, that's a little bit different than taking my gun, mm-hmm. which is I would say this. if they did take my Bible, uh, I've memorized quite a bit of it and and that's helpful, but i I just don't think I would allow them to take my Bible. I mean, i I would probably hide one or do something along those lines so that I could know the word and preach the word. but if i if I lost my Bible, the Holy Spirit's walking with me and and will remind me of everything that God has said. I mean there's plenty of scripture, but again, it comes down to um I'm not saying there's not a place to fight. I think there is. But as a Christ follower, it's not the first place we go. Mhm. It's not that I'm looking for a fight. Blessed are the peacemakers. There may come a time to fight, but I won't enjoy it. I won't get thrilled by it. I don't. It, it, I, I'm not looking for somebody to shoot or kill. That's not humility. That's not love. Mm-hmm. Again, I think there there is times to stand up. I, I think a police officer has the right to to shoot and kill for the protection of of the society. But a Christian police officer isn't looking for somebody to kill. Mm-hmm. They'll do it if they have to, but th- there's a growing humility in
0: us. Mm-hmm. And I also think that the topic of government authority or, you know, the 24 hour news cycle and those kind of things, I think they could be very, very distracting uh, uh, to uh, pulling our eyes off the prize. And, you know, you you made that comment about Paul and and uh, Paul did draw a line, but there uh, but. There had to be thousands of things that he witnessed that were uh, atrocities that he knew were not anything to do with Christ, but he didn't fight on those things. He Mm -hmm. continued to keep his eyes on the prize, which was spreading the gospel and and, uh, making churches where he was at.
1: Uh, You Think about it this way. Abortion's murder. Mm -hmm. No doubt about it. It's a forgivable sin, just like any other sin is forgivable, but it's murder. There were all kinds of abortions of every kind happening in the time when Paul was on planet Earth. Mm -hmm. Did he go down and picket the Romans? Uh, Did he shoot doctors and and people that were... No. Uh, Back then, they would take a child that nobody wanted. They would take him out in the field and let him die. So what did the Christians do? They went and picked up the child. They raised Mm -hmm. the children. Uh, they, They taught within their own community. This is what the Bible says about it. And as long as we have the freedom to speak and to vote, we should speak in a loving way that this is sin, it's murder, it's forgivable, but, but it hurts you, it hurts others, like we do every other sin. Mm-hmm. And if we can vote, we should vote. And, and, but the problem is, is that in that society that he lived in all those years ago, um, there was no uh, expectation that the Romans were going to act like Christians. No. But Romans who came to know Christ were, were in the process of becoming Christ-like and accepting the values, the kingdom principles of Christ. Mm-hmm. So living in a world that is clearly unchristian uh, and, and the wisdom to know how to do that is super important. But again, humility before the Father we we're reconcilers. We've been reconciled to God. We've mm-hmm. been been given the ministry of reconciliation. We're looking for ways, not to condemn and accuse and attack, but for ways to draw people. Which is why, you know, I, I think about Christians who who think attacking other people on social media,
2: mm.
1: thinking that you know I have the freedom to say whatever I I want to say. Mm-hmm. You know, Paul says. We put down those rights and we, 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 yeah, you can say all these things, but if it's not beneficial, mm-hmm. if it's not encouraging, if it doesn't draw people to Jesus, then keep your mouth shut.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, so this wisdom to be humble, to be a peacemaker, to live in a world as Christ would have us live. Remember that the scripture says that Jesus, though he was the son of God, that he didn't even break a bent reed. You know, it, it, he wasn't going around smashing Romans. If anything, he would get upset in the temple and knock over the tables in the temple. Mm-hmm. But he didn't go to the Tower of Antonia and 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 kick over the tables in Pilate's realm, Mm -hmm. in Caesar's realm. He's like, Within Christianity, we're going to be this. We're going to love people. We're going to deliver the message of the good news to a world that's living in the bad news. And we're going to be different in the world. And we're going to focus the Christian message on the Christians in hopes that we could reach the non-Christians, but we're not looking... To in the name of United States of America and the Constitution to go around killing people mm-hmm. and thinking you know like the the Catholics did we're going to go kill and rape uh, uh, Muslims mm-hmm. in the name of Christ mm-hmm. that's just craziness
0: like the Crusaders yeah yeah uh, it, it is it is amazing to me though how quick and I think this goes. I, I think this goes for any topic when you're t- dealing with sin, but it, it's amazing to me how quick you can go in your head to um, you, you know, justification, to action, and you're so far off your original intent of growing towards Christ. Uh, and by the time you catch yourself, you could have actually done some real damage to relationships around yourself, uh, your witness as a Christian, uh, you know, some particular bad areas. But I think that's one of the reasons that it's important to have a group of guys around you to hold you accountable on these topics.
1: Oh, I get so fired up. I got to have people talk me off the ledge. Hey, listen, just cause I know this is what I'm supposed to be. Doesn't mean that's easy. You know, I want to get out on the corner and go, what are you people doing? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I want to get in an argument with politicians and go, don't you see how crazy, don't you see where this is going? Don't you see what this means? Don't you know where we came from? Mm-hmm. You're tearing down the very foundational principles that made this country a great place to begin with. Mm-hmm. And rather than say, let's start living that out better, you want to completely undo everything that's done. And I just, it just drives me crazy. So then I have to have people that let me process, all right, what, what would God have me do in this culture? And so I I I think about this. America is in a, it's a difficult time for us here because Mm -hmm. there was a time where there was biblical teaching. There was truth. There was a shared value system, a shared language. There's all these things that are shared. And so we're moving from a culture that for the most part believed in and protected a specific lifestyle and belief system to one that doesn't. Mm -hmm. And that's hard for us to figure out. Those are new muscles that we never used. Whereas if you're in Pakistan as a believer right now, you know that you going down to uh, uh, argue with an imam or argue with the government just means you're dead. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so what's worth dying for and what isn't? And uh, who am I supposed to speak to? Who's my audience and what does that look like? If I'm having a Bible study at my house with Christians in private, uh, following the laws best I know how, and trying to be a good citizen, but I'm going to keep Jesus first in the spiritual areas, uh, how can I do that? I don't. Again, I don't want to become a martyr, but I'm willing to. If they break into my house and say, you're talking about Jesus, you can't believe in Jesus, all right, I'm willing to die. But what does it look like to walk as a wise believer in the midst of a world that's becoming increasingly antagonistic. Mm-hmm. And that's why we've got to pray about that. Think about that. Listen to some of the people that have done it around the world and learn. America's not always the place where we have the best information and the, the most wisdom. There are places out there in China and around the world where we need to listen to them. What does it look like? And what does the Bible actually say? And we're going to be humble before the Lord, humble before other people.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it's, uh, it's certainly good advice. And I, I know that uh, the only way that we're going to be able to do it is to um, have a group around us that we're we're talking to that that we're discipling with, and and uh, and also this is a great topic, uh, government authority uh, to have uh, on the table. I appreciate it, Jim. Thank you for joining us on the Real Life Discipleship Podcast. Where we want you to remember, discipleship is simple; it's just not easy.